With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, geeks, gamers, furries, and ninja robots. This is Horseplay Live. Today's Thursday, February 23rd. Actually, it's Friday. Friday. Damn it, why can't I keep it consistent with the show notes? I am just pooped. And we didn't even do intro music. I'm just jumping right in. We'll do everything in post. This is episode 218. And we're calling this one, very tentatively, Fart Sauce and Barking Dogs. Because that's uh, very relevant. But right at this moment, you can't hear the dog. I'm sure they'll start barking again for no reason whatsoever. Someone might say, oh, I'll just train them well. No, dogs are assholes. People say cats are assholes. No, dogs are bigger assholes. Trust me on this. I love all animals, but my preference for cats definitely prevails right now. Anywho, there's going to be another quickie tonight. And uh didn't want to miss a week. we got to keep the streak going. Haven't missed a week yet. And, uh you know, I'm just going to rant a little bit tonight. For those that are new in the show, uh, this is definitely not the usual format. It hasn't been the usual format for a few weeks. Uh, what is this show about? Uh, it's a geeky show. It's not safe for work and not safe for kids. But I think above all, we're primarily, I guess, a comedy show. I think at least once an episode, you might chuckle a little bit and maybe tinkle yourself slightly, possibly. But, um, hi. I'm Yogi Zillia, bald bear lizard host. And this is a, another episode of Horseplay Live. We're going to do it. I'm doing it solo. Cause I've kind of just been trying to get in the recording when I can rather than try to resurrect the dead and coordinate everything. And, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard. People got their own things going on. So it's mostly, I, I want to take ownership. It's mostly my fault that we haven't had uh, other hosts. And it's kind of become uh, the Yogi Chronicles. But uh, soon, soon we'll break. We'll break the streak and get back to... Business as usual. So tonight I want to talk about the fact that our dogs won't start bark- stop barking. Except for now. I guess they finally, someone finally had to say, stop, stop it, stop it. But, uh, you know, there's a random thing that I started thinking about. Lately a lot, a lot, you know, a lot of my friends have been getting dogs. And that's awesome, you know. Because there's a lot of, when I see strays in the street, it really breaks my heart. Because, you know, you think about it as like, that's a pet that someone got, and then it became too much work, and they couldn't bother, and they just let it loose in some other neighborhood. That's what a lot of people do. They'll go to these other neighborhoods, drop over their, their pets that they don't want anymore, and then move on. You know, because if they go to a shelter, they got to pay fees and all this stuff. And they don't want to do that. 
and they don't want to feel like total losers. So just just drop it, throw them off into throw them out into the wild. Why not? Cats, I guess you could get away with that, right? Because cats are pretty good surviving on their own. They climb stuff, but a dog, you know, that's just terrible. I mean, you shouldn't do it to any pet. I mean, you know, it's just uh, if you can't handle responsibility, you know, don't do, don't do it to begin with. It. It's not a toy. It's not a status symbol. It's not something to pass your boredom away until something better comes along. It's like having a kid. You know, you don't have a kid and then go. Uh, you know, this isn't really for me. I'm going to just uh, stop doing this. Uh, well, the sad part is there's a lot of parents, a significant portion that are like that. They just mentally check out or completely abandon their, their kids. You know, and then the remainder, there's a good portion that just, you know, are on autopilot. Oh, let me just pop a Blu-ray in. Oh, not, not even that. Just Let me just turn on Hulu. Let me just turn on Netflix. And then there's my babysitter. That's the quality time. Yay. That's going to make you a wonderful... Tide Pod eating contri- contributor to society. Awesome, awesome. I'm a little, I'm a little cranky today. Uh, a little sleep deprived. I'm sorry. I apologize in advance. You know, the thing that bothers me, you know, people will, will pay top dollar to buy a dog. I hear this all the time. You rarely hear people talking about buying a cat unless it's like exotic cat, like a Savannah or a, you know, I forgot what those, what other ones are. They got. Uh, a hairless cat or Egyptian temple cat, something exotic, right? I don't know, a mancoon, who knows? I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out there. Um, and I get it. You know, you, you, it's an investment, so mentally you, you say, I'm paying this money, so now I'm more committed. Um, but then that's less money you can spend on vet bills, and that that could be the equivalent, if not more, of what you pay to, to buy a, a pet, right? Um, but the thing that, you know, I, I do have a bit of a problem and, you know, to all my friends that do it, hey, no offense to you, this is my personal belief, but I, I try to steer clear of buying pets from breeders. I'll, and there's an exception if they come with papers, with papers where it's, they're official, they're doing everything by the book, you know, they're, they're, they, it's proven that they have good living conditions for their pets and they're not just overbreeding a dog. You see all these, do- these, you know, these bitches with, like, freaking super huge fupas that are just dragging from here to China because, you know, they they keep breeding them and breeding them and breeding them. And it's like, Jesus, that's not good. That's not good for the dogs, you know? You know, and another thing, uh, a lot of these so-called breeders inbreed. You know, that's how they get these toy breeds and, you know, all that shit, which is actually um, genetic uh, defects, uh, genetic issues. You know where the, where these these animals could end up getting blind and having renal failure, all kinds of stuff. You know, just so you can have a novelty. Oh, this one's a super tiny micro dog. You see, it's on the tip of my uh, my pinky. Cool, huh? That's through that's uh, five generations of inbreeding. We finally got this. You know, shit like that. It's crazy. So, you know, I. It's something that bothers me. You know, it's like you know, go go to a shelter, you know, or if you can, if you can handle it, you know, pick up a, a a rescue. You know, I'll be honest. A lot of our pets, the majority of them, have been uh, strays. You know, rescues, because um, they, they need a home more than anything else. So, and I think as as long as we keep supporting breeders when there's perfectly good pets that need a home, you know. We're kind of becoming part of the problem. We're uh, encouraging them to keep, you know, churning out, churning out the, the this product, and making money off of the suffering of of, of these animals. You know, 
So be careful with these puppy mill type operations. There's a lot of them out there. Um, so when they say they're a breeder, they better ch- they better give you some paperwork. You know, there better be a certain pedigree. If you're paying for that, you know, that it needs to be subject to substantially why you're paying X amount for an animal. You know, and I don't think just saying, oh, it's, a, it's an exotic breed. This is an expensive breed. People ha- you usually have to buy these dogs. And uh, I'm like, yeah, you got to be careful with that. So that's my grumpy old man rant of the evening. Oh, no, I'm not done yet. The other thing is uh, the Szechuan sauce stuff. It keeps cropping up. <laughs> and it's not even the funniest part of Rick and Morty, Szechuan sauce. This is something they mentioned like maybe twice in every episode ever. In all the episodes ever of Rick, Rick and Morty, they mentioned Szechuan sauce once, maybe twice. <laughs> but, you know, it's either that or fucking, what is it, Pickle Rick? That wasn't even that great either. It's actually kind of disturbing even. <laughs> but I guess it's memorable. Again, Tide Pod eating generation. You know. So now I, I guess uh, McDonald's is bringing back Szechuan sauce in select locations to test it out in you know regional markets and see if if it's something they should do nationwide. That's interesting. That that part's cool. But uh. Yeah, I always feel dirty being a Rick and Morty fan because I really like it. You know, and I, now I'm almost like a hipster. I liked it before it was cool. But now that it's, beca- you know, so many people like it, it, it's like you realize how annoyed the, the diehard fans are jumping up on tables and shouting expletives and random shit from Rick and Morty. And it's like the dishbaggery never ends. It never ends. Also, fart. I thought about this very carefully. This is probably my closing thought. I said it's a quickie, it's going to be a quickie. But if you think about it, what's a funnier word to just inject randomly in some certain moments in life? Fart or poop? I'm kind of torn. I like both of them. What is it, uh, last last man on earth? You know, whenever he was in trouble, he'll, he'll go, fart. You know? That cracks me up. It's a little sophomoric, a little juvenile in that regard. Um, fart. I lost my train of thought. But speaking of which, you know, so I, I struggle with um, certain certain issues. Part of it is was, uh, from putting the needs of others ahead of my own myself, and the other part is just uh, being stubborn and not wanting to do things that I should. Because uh, you know, for, quite frankly, like uh, I'm in search for a, a new doctor, new PCP, uh, someone that has good bedside manner. Wow, my, my previous doctor which i haven't got to in years get it you know again i'm stubborn um is pretty much he's in network but he's not there's a premium attached it's very weird the way healthcare plans are you know it's like oh you could go to any doctor in these that are affiliated with these hospitals but if they're operating out of this or that that and i just go ahead, like you know i used to be able to just go to like a prop care or urgent care yeah it was a higher copay but it was like I don't know, 15, 30 bucks, you know, a little bit more than what you would pay. You know, hospital visits either free or really dirt cheap. And then you pay for your, your meds, right? And now, you know, the Inaffordable Healthcare Act has made everything even less affordable. Go figure. Affordable Healthcare Act, right? Yeah. That's what it is. Wink. Again, to, to that, I say fart. Just fart. Fart and rainbows. Farting rainbows. Oh, that'd be a good, kind of good talent to have. Yeah. 
So you know, you know, vets are also that's another thing. Vets, good finding a good vet is hard too, because bedside manner is you know people that actually care. You know, they're either in it for the science or for the money, but they're not really in it for the people. You know, it's like a lot. Of, it's very hard to find someone that gives a shit. You know, or they have their own agenda. I don't want to go to the doctor and they tell me what I already know. Hey, uh, you, well, you smoke, so that's part of the problem. Oh, well, you're overweight, so that's part of the problem. Well, you know, can you do, you know, run some tests and, you know, maybe connect the dots, identify a pattern, and dang, tell me what you think. Not just by looking at me, you know, go through a flip chart and say, oh, that's what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah look, look at your belly, you're, you're fat. Okay, thanks. I didn't even try anymore, you know. Say, so, yeah, spin the wheel. That's, this is your uh, prognosis. This is your diagnosis or whatever. Yep. Okay. Good luck. It's all so difficult. You're fat and a smoker. That's right. That's why I like, uh, it needs to be like, uh, that should be my, my invention. Just a Captain Obvious buzzer that you could, that you could just keep in your pocket and just like push it when people say something that's completely obvious. Maybe it could just be a simple, I don't know. Something really, Irritating, so they can see how irritated you you are by their stupidity. Thank you. Thank you. Um. So yes, anyway, all, all that all that to say. Uh. So you know, one of the issues that tr- I struggle with is uh, sleep apnea. So CPAPs and all this stuff. The problem with it is, uh, you gotta find a mask to fit. You know, the, it, it's it's awkward. It's, it's a pain in the ass. So then you know, I'm looking at other th- other things. They have these uh. These non-prescription snore aids, uh, snoring aids, which now they're, they're equating snoring more and more as synonymous with sleep apnea, especially if you're diagnosed with uh, obstructive sleep apnea, which is what I have. But it's kind of scary because you know you think about it with sleep apnea, you know, not only do you barely get real sleep because you barely get any REM sleep with any at all, right? Um, and then you wake up repeatedly throughout the night, you don't realize you're doing it. Because uh, you're choking or, you know, you stop breathing altogether. Um, and then not, now they're saying that, you know, in my better half, of course, maybe feel warm and fuzzy. They're saying, oh, yeah, you know, they're saying that uh, this is very, very conclusive data that points to uh, sleep apnea being a leading cause of Alzheimer's. And I'm just, that's what I'm just, my, my, my paranoid old man brain is like, shit, that explains a lot because I've really had... I've been having a lot of foggy brain lately. Like I'll say, alright, let me just, uh, go over here and, and do this thing. You know, and I'll narrate my life, so like, you know, as I'm doing, going to my destination, I'll remember what I'm doing. And then I'm like, hmm. Then I get to my destination, I'm like, so what, what did I come here to for again? Uh, you know, like go into the, walk up to the fridge, and then you open it, and you realize you've been holding the fridge open for a minute. It's like, yeah, I was gonna grab something from here. So I'm just gonna write that off to like be really tired. And that's just, uh, having the Alzheimer's setting. Cause that's not cool. Not cool at all. I need to just do some more Sudoku puzzles and multiplication tables and take the Ginkgo Bilob, Biloba, whatever the shit is, as a burp, uh, to like help me with my memory. I think Macadamia Mets are good for that too. Oh! Oh, Discord, eh? Aljabad. Oh, hello there. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I don't have headphones, so there may be an echo. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> this is this is a very uh, off episode. I didn't even like play music. I just jumped right into it. I was like, "Fuck the intro music." 
This is gonna be a quickie for order for all the ages. Wait, yeah, you can you can put that in in post. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I said. Yeah, put it in post. Screw the live audience. You just play, just hub it at your head. Same thing for you for you fire folks on YouTube. Yeah, I'm not gonna edit the video. First five <laughs> to eight minutes anyway. Yeah, no, no kidding. You gotta warm up the channel first. They miss the uh, they miss the ramblings and the kicking off of the rust. What <laughs> the the rats ha- has pretty much been everything as of late. <laughs> yeah, every time I go to uh, jump into the stream when it's on, it's over. It's like wow, so just twenty minutes and then you're out. All right, see how it is. <laughs> well, that's only been like the last uh, couple of weeks. It hasn't been like that that long. I know, because I had to edit them, and then they're usually an hour or so. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I got, like, a short... I think one of... Either one of the dogs or one of the cats has been nibbling on my headphones. Headphone cord. Say something. No. Why do you sound all robotic? How about now? It might be, it might be the... Uh poor internet connection that I have, or the $5 microphone that I'm using. Okay, so it might be you. Okay, good. Yeah, it might just be me. <laughs> this is a low-quality microphone on internet that I'm probably picking up from the office across the street from where I work. Oh, nice. Now you're using a pirate signal to broadcast. That's because Discord is blocked in my work network. Oh... Weren't you doing some cockamamie shit where you're, like, v- using a VPN or something? I tried that, but they've upgraded the firewalls because there were some issues, so that got, those ports got closed down. Damn it. Even SSL VPN? Yeah, a lot of that stuff got locked down real tight. How about Hamachi? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Chances are they won't either. <laughs> I don't know, I generally assume that the uh, the information security people are smarter than I am, so. Yeah. I'm a little, I, I don't know what I can say there, because I'm one of those people, and I know I miss a lot of stuff. <laughs> There's just so many aspects of security, there's no way you can get everything. Well, yeah. Especially with the back doors that are in every computer chip in existence now. Yeah. That's the thing, like, uh, to have total security, you'd have to completely forgo productivity. <laughs> hey, you know what total security is? Total security are the uh, the computers that run the nukes. They run on DOS. They're all from 1992. None of them are connected to the internet. Yep. And you need a five and a quarter inch disc. You need a big old floppy to, 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 to work it. Yeah, the actual floppy is not the... Uh, Little diskettes that were hard. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> little diskettes. Hey, have you ever been to a... I remember another thing I want to talk about tonight. Have you been to a cookout before? The the pl- restaurant, not a cookout as a barbecue? No. Have you ever heard of it? No. But I don't think that's a northern thing. Yeah, so I started trying to find out is uh where it started. It, it seems very distinctly... Um, Southern. Alright, so according to this, if we could trust the internet, 
Uh, Cookout is an American privately owned fast food restaurant chain in North Carolina, Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, South Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Mississippi, and Maryland. It was founded in Greensboro, North Carolina in 1989. Uh, the chain has since expanded and now has drive through restaurants in over 100 cities. Damn, is it spending that much? Uh, many, many locations spread throughout Virginia. Anyway, they got a lot of stuff here. So, you know, what I like about it is for a fast food place, they should really nail the kind of cookout vibe because all the flavor, all the food has that, that like a uh, nice smoky grill flavor. You know, everything's char broiled or flame broiled. It's pretty darn good. See, I don't do, I don't do fast food anymore, so. Oh, you're breaking my heart. The only, the only fast food I'll do will be Taco Bell if I'm running late and on my way to work. Do you do do you, do you enjoy barbecue food? Do you like doing barbecue, grilling out? My father-in-law owns a barbecue restaurant, smokehouse. Oh. Do you yourself enjoy doing cookouts? Yeah, I just don't have I don't have the time ever to do it, which sucks. Oh. Yeah. I know how that is. <laughs> We had a really good propane grill that we were barely using, and we ended up giving it to one of our neighbors because he had like the this shitty little barrel that he kind of rigged up. <laughs> and I'm like, I really miss that grill. <laughs> but on the flip side, I, I still, I, you know what? I kind of think charcoal is still the way to go for flavor. Wood. What? Use wood. Wood is good too. Yes, wood chips are good too. But the point is, it has to be smoky, and the gas doesn't give you that nice smoke. That's that's kind of the problem. Now, if they get propane to where you can get that kind of flavor, I guess they might they could have like a little drawer where you could put wood chips in, you know, and get that flavor. I've seen those. Yeah, it's not it's not exactly the same, but propane's just for speed and efficiency. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot easier to control the the, the hot zones, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I guess it's kind of the, part of the fun of grilling is knowing where you got the best heat and then rotating stuff out, you know? Or just being the master at starting to grill perfectly. <laughs> Which, a, little bit of, uh, a little bit of lighter fluid and throw a match in. <laughs> right? Yeah, sure. Match in the gas tank. Boom, boom. Yeah. You know, another random thought. Uh, I got one of the little ones, uh, highlights magazine, to see what they're like now. They still exist. Yes. He here's the sad part. Uh, there's no like Where's Waldo, and uh, it's dreadfully thin. It's like a third of what it used to be, if even that. And then what's worse is there's barely any activities in it. It's all reading stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, I kind of agree with that, but then at the same time, like, well, you have to have the fun stuff and then sprinkle in the the educational stuff. But yeah, it's just like mix, mix a little of both in there. Yeah, but it's like it's like ninety percent, ninety five percent stories and stuff you read, and then like a few activities. They have maybe like okay. one spot the difference, uh, one you know find the things in this picture that are hidden. Um... Then they had something that was kind of like Where's Waldo, but kind of depressing because it wasn't as good. 
Like they weren't even trying. Their target audience now, since everything's gotten a lot smaller and more condensed through all their market research, they decided that this is the stuff that plays up well, and went with that. <laughs> so they ma- basically made the Vine equivalent of highlights. Yeah. That's, that's what you're saying. Yeah, seven-second comedy. That is very, very depressing. <laughs> oh, God. This is sad. But, you know, st- they're still doing it, so that, that's, that's, there's something to be said about that. They could just keep reprinting the old magazines and send them out and no one would notice. It's like every five years, just turn it around and keep going. Just like the uh, the zoo books. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those. Those still exist. Yeah. I see ads for them. Yeah. They did, they did the dinosaur books, too. And uh, did you ever do, did, you, did your schools ever do the Scholastic Book Service where you order stickers and books and shit? They hmm. still do that. Um... My daughter gets one of those every two months at her school. Oh, cool. Okay. So there's still places doing that. She has like a five-foot stack of books next to her bed. She's read through all of them. We just keep ordering new books every couple of months for her. See, that's cool. And, you know, I think what was great about it is sometimes you forget that you had placed that order, right? And then one day, suddenly, everybody's super excited because the teacher has a box of stuff in the front. And now you're like, oh, snap! Or you're really looking forward to it. You don't forget it's coming. And it just makes you look forward to every day. Like, maybe this is the day when it comes in. Or maybe this is the day when it comes in. Because sometimes they were they like... Also do, they also do uh, book fairs with the Scholastic. So they'll have the order form for the books that you can order. And then they'll fill up like the uh, gymnasium with racks upon racks of books and stuff. Nice. So it's like, hey, send your kid with 20 bucks, and they'll come back with a whole bunch of stuff. That's pretty awesome. So some things are better now, so that's good. Yeah, some some things don't really... As much as technology keeps pushing ahead, some things don't really change. Yeah, because uh, yeah, no, nothing beats cracking open a new book. You know, reading on, on, on Kindle or whatever, it's not the same. It's convenient, but it, the, a lot of the magic is lost. I don't have to charge a book. Well, yeah, that too. That's definitely a, a big thing. And you look at the new book smell, you know? I bet you someone will come up with that. This this attachment generates new book smell. <laughs> smell o vision It's an attachment. It's an attachment. of paper and just shake it in front of your face for a minute. <laughs> That'd be great if that was actually marketed, a real paper marketed as a, as a uh, e-book uh, accessory. <laughs> Can you imagine? If Apple put that out, people would eat it up. I think, uh, I think that the Apple meme is finally jumping that shark. Yeah. They finally have exhausted all the goodwill that Steve Jobs built up in that company. Well, yeah, uh, they're, not, they're stopping production on um, the Apple Ten, right? Yeah, it didn't sell as well as they hoped it would. The iPhone guess 10, what? I Because mean. guess what? Too what expensive? Jobs, what did Steve, no, it wasn't the price. Price point wasn't the problem. But what did Steve Jobs not want to do with the iPhone that Android was doing in spades? Uh, putting headphone jacks? <laughs> no, the headphone jack thing is dead. That's a dumb meme. Headphone jacks are stupid on cell phones. You don't need it. You buy a pair of Bluetooth headphones. No! 
yes. the whole convenience of having I don't want a paper thin phone that I drop and it'll simply crack. And two, no. the, the, having a headphone jack is great because if you don't, if you can't find your Bluetooth headphones, chances are you have a shit ton of headphones floating around. Yeah, and there's an adapter that you can use for that. Oh Jesus! But the thing is, Bluetooth headphones are that—that's the future. That's ubiquitous. They're everywhere. You can buy a pair of them for five bucks on Amazon, and they'll be here tomorrow. But that's not what they did that was wrong. What they did that was wrong was they split their product base. Oh, yeah. I get what you're saying. They should have just stuck to one one product that's the flagship, and that's it. Yeah. They yeah. had the iPhone 8, which I have, the 8 Plus, and then the X, which came out a month later. So anyone, yeah. that, anyone that wanted a new phone bought the 8 or the 8 Plus. And yeah. then a month later, it's... Now, $1,500 is kind of silly for a phone. Uh, kind of? Even the Android phones are getting to be that price. Yeah. The flagship Samsung ones are getting to that price as well, so... Yeah, no, no. world, When you think about what the phone can do and all the internals on it, makes sense. Yeah. But I think a lot of, a lot of Apple going forward is going to be, what do they do with this Mac Pro that's coming out this year? How customizable is that going to be? Yeah. Because the, the iMac Pro, I priced it out for the maxed out iMacs Pro that's like $13,000. To build an equivalent PC, it would be $11,000. So, okay, you're just paying extra for it. To, you're paying a little bit more for it to look pretty. So you're actually getting what you're paying for with an Apple product. Shocking. Whoa. But the, the Mac Pro that's coming out, if it's just a tower, just a tower motherboard, and then you get to you have these X, Y, and Z parts available that you can purchase, or you can go aftermarket and buy your own fucking GTX 1080 Ti and throw it in there. They should just make a proprietary all-in-one system so you can't use a third-party monitor. Maybe they could like put the all the internals inside the monitor itself. Like maybe it look like it can look like partially like a microwave or something, you know? And they might maybe they could call it like I don't know something snazzy like uh, iMac. There we go. See, they have the the yeah the iMac. I like the Mac Pro will be interesting because if they go away from the trash can that they put out that <laughs> wasn't customizable at all, and the fact that they didn't upgrade the internals on it. And sold it for the same price four years later. Oof. That's kind of... Yeah, that's a slap in the face. Yeah. It's like, no. No, we're not doing that. I actually have a legit funny Apple story that I experienced today. So I took my vehicle in uh, to the dealership to do routine maintenance, you know. I'm actually being responsible, you know. Keep, cause, you know, most problems happen because you don't bother to keep up with the routine maintenance, you know. So then the ship blows apart because you don't replace seals and gaskets and little doohickeys and whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I try to keep up with that stuff. And I also had, like, this really random issue that made no sense, but not even getting to get into that. So I took care of all that. It's all covered. You know, didn't have to pay anything out of pocket, so that was great. Um, but, you know, I had to, like, just hang around for a little bit. They do have a shuttle, but I didn't want to bother with that. So I just hung out and just chatted with this old black dude that had a lot of great stories. But then I, we, we got to talking, and this, like, 
girl, like, everybody else was sitting down in the lobby, in the waiting area with, like, inside of these little cushy chairs, right? Just hanging out. And, like, this one, like, stuck-up girl was on a high table in a high chair by herself with her white headphones in and on her sh- with her shiny uh, MacBook Pro. And, you know, I was paying her no mind until I kept feeling, like, laser beams burning into me. And she just kept looking at me and, like, staring and, like, just with, like this, like, snooty air to her. I'm like... And then I saw the computer, and I say, like, oh, an Apple person. There you go. It says, explains it all. <laughs> so, you know, I all made a joke that Apple people are really stuck up. No offense to present party included. But, you know, like, diehard Apple people are kind of turds. They end up being kind of, like, you know, arrogant assholes. I'm, I'm, I'm arrogant. I'm an asshole. I'm an elitist. I'm a gatekeeper. That's fine. I know but, what I am. But here's the thing, though. So, she kept, like, um... You know, staring at me, and then eventually, you know, I just ignored her. So I just threw in a little jab because uh, somehow just naturally came in to the conversation. Uh, what was it he, he was talking about? Like the old dude was talking about um, about how phones are so expensive now; it's ridiculous. You know, like he doesn't get how you know uh, an iPhone could cost over a thousand dollars. It's like he just wants a phone he could pick up and. And call someone with. He doesn't need it to freaking scratch his back and do his taxes for him. And um, and then I said, no, but that's what people want. I mean, they want more Apple stuff. I mean, Apple can make a turd and put their logo on it and call it the iTurd and people will buy it. And, you know, hand over fist. Take my money, please. <laughs> and I don't know if, it, if I prompted her to do that, but suddenly she closed her MacBook and put it away and sat down on the, re- on the level with the rest of us. I just thought that was funny. She's like, oh, my Apple, my status symbol is not impressing anybody. I'm going to put it away now and then come back with the, with the other heathens on ground level. See, I think that's the, I think that's the difference with most people and the, that, that upper tier Mac level of asshole is they use it as a status symbol, whereas I use it as a tool. Yeah. And those are the people that I take the jabs at, the people that think that, you know what they're doing is really cool. It's like no, I actually think you're a fool because you're paying more for something that isn't really worth more, in my opinion. But if you think that makes you look cool, great. I just think you're stupid. <laughs> like you can make an argument for other things that have prestige to them, like high-end watches. You know, like a Tag Heuer. You know, I w- I would probably consider a Tag Heuer before I would a Rolex. I think Rolex is way, uh, way too expensive. Tag Heuer is more doable, and that's the time. And that's the timepiece. That you could pass on from generation to generation. You know what I mean? A Rolex is a legitimate status symbol. That is all it is. Yeah, yeah. And there's no pretense to it. You know that, You know that's what it is. There's no, there's no, oh, it has some type of functionality. No, it's a $10,000 watch. Yeah. But you know, a Tag Heuer, it, you know, lifetime guarantee, they'll always fix it for you. They'll always replace the battery, whatever you need. And it's something you could pass along generation to generation. It's not nearly as exact as, you know, you could get pretty cheap Tag Howers. So I can justify that in my mind. It's, like, it's a nice timepiece, you know. Does it keep time better? Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> People always joke, they, no, it tells the same time. Well, actually, no, because shitty watches will, will lag behind here and there. <laughs> you know, by a few seconds here and there. But, you know, who's, who's synchronizing the watches? Like, oh, you're off by a millisecond. Sorry, buddy. But uh, that aside, you know, 
that's one of the things I think about because I say, well, you know, I don't want to be a hypocrite. So what? What are some things that you know I could justify to myself, or I have justified to myself? And there's certain places where you can say, all right, I'm treating myself, you know. But this is like a lifestyle for some people. It's like everything has to be apple, so people can know that I am the best. And that's you when know, it goes too far. It more becomes everything has to be apple because it all just works together way too well. Well, yeah, there's that argument too. Like there are, I, I, there's definitely a lot of people that they get sucked into the ecosystem by the iPhone, or they get their first MacBook, and then now they're they're trapped, right? And maybe they don't know they don't want to take a risk anywhere else, right? Because uh, trying something new is scarier than sticking with what you know. I get that too. That's a fair argument. And once you get everything, once you get everything working the way you want it to, you don't want to introduce something new and fuck it up. Yeah, no, it's true. And uh, you know, for the same reason that you know, hold on, I just disconnected my headphone, so I won't hear you. Like a boss. There you go. I got you back. But uh, it's like the Microsoft ecosystem. What's that? Microsoft ecosystem. There isn't one. There is, believe it or not, there actually is, and I'm not being a fanboy, but like, they 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 fucked up completely with Windows 8. That was an abortion. And let's not even talk about that. And you know, the Zoom bad timing. If they came out with the Zoom sooner, they could have had market share. You could also argue that the Windows, the Zoom was excellent. The Zoom had functions to it that legitimately were leagues ahead of what the iPhone or the iPod was doing. Being able to set up your own um, live editable playlist. Yep. Which is kind of what Spotify and some other services are doing now. So they kind of set the, you know, the stage for a lot of folks. You know. But, you know, like the Windows phone, you know, we've had a few of them in our household and they're actually really good phones. But again, you're in a marketplace that really can't support any more players than it can than it has right now. So, you know, I don't, you don't think so? I agree. I agree and I don't. I think hardware-wise, yeah, there could be more players. Software, OS-wise, probably not. I think it's boiled down to the right. two, and that's about it. Yeah, and that's kind of what BlackBerry encounters. Like, well, we have good apps, and our and people like our phones, but the software, the actual operating system, not so much. So, I think Windows phones, they... They came in late, and I think they latched onto the wrong hardware companies. I see right here, right now in the chat, we got someone that's very near, near and dear. This is very near and dear to her, and she knows all about it because she's she's worked in that world. I, I, I won't blow up your spot, though, girl, but I know you know firsthand. All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, bro. They didn't they didn't train the developers, I mean, yeah, because they didn't have when it came to app support, they had nothing. So nothing that. That would have to be the case. The dev kits weren't up to snuff, and if the OS just was annoying and incompatible. Yeah. Well, that's another. That's like that's two places where Microsoft really fails is um, having uniform messaging across all their touch points, and then having the support piece that really completes the ecosystem. Like for Xbox, I love Xbox, but. The fact that the support team is pretty much mostly folks that work from home and take inbound calls from home and have no ability to escalate the issue or talk with 
the people that can actually change things. So basically, all they could do is read the script and tell you, "Sorry, we, there's nothing we could do." You know, that's that's terrible. Like, like for example, like uh, bands are almost completely automated now. So if the system bans you for no good reason and you try to challenge it, oh well. That's that's, how, that's crazy. That's how all that's how all social media is now. Yep. That's how all YouTube stuff is. It's all handled by the algorithms and AI learning, which is garbage. And that, that's that's the scary reality. If all right, we could automate a lot of that stuff, but you always need to have human checks and balances to make sure when there actually is a problem, it's not just people belly aching. Oh, you caught me hacking! Now I'm now I'm a butt hurt. You know, when there's a legitimate concern, then you have to be able to to undo that stuff or go back and and, and tweak the algorithm. There needs to be a, a rapid response to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But with with YouTube, like they're saying in chat, you have to have a big enough channel to get a person. And yeah. You, and some of the uh, some of the bigger channels don't get people. Like you look at Casey Neistat. Took him like three weeks to get a person to respond to him about demonetizing one of his videos that he was giving away everything to charity. Mm. See, that's crazy. That's that's just bonkers. But you know, back to the Microsoft ecosystem. So you know, they had the whole Azure thing, right? Um, then you know, just in Office 365 alone, all those apps that come as, as part of your Office 365 subscriptions. There's a shit ton of stuff in there that people don't even realize exists. You know, you can say some of it's redundant, like Microsoft Teams and Yammer. Fine, I can give you that. But, like, they, they, they're giving away all this functionality that people only use a small portion of it. Like, for example, Power BI. Power BI does stuff that you usually have to pay for anywhere else with something like Domo or Click or what's another good one? I forget the other ones oh crystal reports crystal dashboards you know because sometimes all you want to do is just take a, some simple data and make some quick charts some quick visual aids and to be done with it that's a free tool you get with that where if, if you went through sap and you got you know crystal dashboards or whatever else they're they're, they're uh, pimping out these days you'd be paying a buttload Oh, um, so you want to be able to create that? No problem. You just got to get this license. Oh, but you want to be able to schedule those to be sent out automatically to people on the list? Okay, yeah, we, you have to get that that, that server-side function as a license for that, and that's monthly. And then for each person you want to receive it, that's another per-seat license. Oh, but once you get to a certain level, you have to upgrade your server. So that's a new server license. I mean, the freaking pricing structure is ridiculous. Microsoft actually has to a point where... It's, it is still kind of complicated, but it's far better than some of this other shit out there. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, they have companies by the balls, because it's like, are you going to write your own programs? No. <laughs> are you going to pay a system administrator to do all this, or are you just going to pay us what you would pay for a system administrator to do it for you per year? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's a good point, because when you look at like the total cost of ownership... This kind of diminishing returns after a while, right? Like where you have on-premise. With on-premise stuff, there's an initial investment. And once you get it kind of running itself, it's, you know, very little maintenance, you know. And if you do it right, you may not have to touch it much at all. So you, the administrative overhead goes down. So eventually, 
there's a point where you break even, and then if it keeps running, you you know you make you actually kind of make it profitable, right? With the cloud, with all this you know software as a service stuff, the cloud based stuff, it's great, but it's just pure overhead. And it's never going to be a way to lower it. So the only way you can justify it is saying, well, we don't have to pay p- these people to babysit it and someone else is accountable for it. So I, that, that's a good, that's part of the very reason why with these kind of models, especially Microsoft, they're packing so much shit, so much value into it. But the average person is not taking advantage even, you know, 20% of that shit. Maybe. At best. Well, yeah, most of them are just using Office 360 for the mail and use of office like instead of having to pay the license for word and excel and all that bullshit yep and the thing is that still is crazy you, you notice that the one thing you know how when you get with, with certain sub levels with office 365 you'll get the desktop version and then you know you also get the online version of everything right but Visio is still kind of like in its own little thing. It's an add-on subscription you have to get, and it's all online now. I think only with like a certain plan. I really get annoyed with the software as a service model, though. Yeah, I'd like to just pay the money out and own the own the program like I used to. Like it started with the Adobe Creative Cloud. Mm-hmm. I fought against that. I still will not upgrade to CC. Never will. At least until it's no longer supported on my computers. But it just, if they're going to just keep moving everything to software as a service and everything's subscription based and no one physically owns it anymore, they can just turn it off on you at any time. And I'm not a fan of it. Exactly. That, that's the, the really scary part. That's the kind of thing that no one wants to have. <laughs> like right now, our, the VP at our company, he's all about subscription stuff. And from a security perspective, from the management perspective, it's great, you know. But I'm like, yeah, but here's the thing. We're completely at their mercy. <laughs> you know, at least with the MSP, if you're using their their cloud services, you know, you still have a lot more control and visibility into it. So there's pros and cons, no matter, you know, no one can say that the software as a service thing is flawless, you know. Um, but I definitely feel like, there needs to always be some on-premise stuff. There, there always needs to be some options to just own something and pay for it outright. You know, having a forced subscription model, I don't, I don't like it either. Ah, <laughs> uh, so in the chat, someone over here is saying, you know, tech in other countries is so retro '80s, right? That's where all our licenses are going. <laughs> it's it's kind of true retro 80s most of the uh most of the world except for like australia has newer infrastructure and better internet capacity than the u.s yeah it's not quite 80s all of our stuff is hung on world war ii phone lines and pretending that it's high speed yeah we're we're still like number eight in the world in terms of uh, internet infrastructure which is sad i don't even think we're that high at one point we got that high though i know that much I, I, I'm scared to even look. <laughs> By the way, uh, if you didn't know, that's um, that's Ivy Loud. I don't know if, if you remember her. She changed her name to something I could barely respond, uh, pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> I 
She said you should see you should see this open source medical software that they they can do home doctor visits from a food stamp SMS as phone. Yeah. Oh, All kind of crazy stuff I'm out there. Gonna, I'm I'm not gonna no. <laughs> oh man. We're opening up oh. a can of worms. I don't want to, but I want to. No, no, because I, I promised our audience that this would be a quickie, and we're approaching okay. the hour mark. Right. It's been a great conversation, though. But, uh, the, the, really, all the thing I wanted to say with that whole string of tangents is that I'm actually very impressed. Uh, Microsoft has bounced back in a big way um, with what they're offering now. Now, now. now, really, the challenge will be to see what they hold on to or if they pull a Google, right? They release all these great things and then eventually they abandon them, right? Because they have... Have you ever heard of Sway? No. Good, and you're... you're you and like 99% of the rest of the world. <laughs> that That's a tool they have that lets you make re- really easy um, interactive um, reports and presentations. And it's all... You know, drag and drop, you know, WYSIWYG type stuff. And it's actually pretty slick. Have you heard of Microsoft Forms? Uh, Forms? Yeah, isn't that like just basic, like Google Docs polling type stuff? Yep, pretty much. How about, uh, how about, uh, Flow? Mm, that's, uh, the task automation? Hey, Jesus, you know more than the average person. <laughs> but I bet you, most people... You ask them that. If you ask a room of like a hundred people, maybe two, three people, two or three people will raise their hands. <laughs> she goes, "You're being funny, right?" I'm just making a point that outside of our present company, we're we're in a minority actually of people that actually know what those things are. You know, because it's kind of buried in there. They're not, you know, they're great tools, but they're not really pervasive just yet. And oh yeah, and um, I'd be loud saying that basically, um, she's saying it's a replacement for a publisher and Visio. Though I don't, I don't see Vizio being replaced. It still feels like it does things better than a lot of other stuff. Because you could say, uh, you know, the Sketchly and uh, Smart Draw and Draw IO and all these other tools, but I still like Vizio. That's why I'm still old school. <laughs> Buried where? Just read the freaking tour. Yeah, but people don't read the tour. That's the problem. That's- that, that that's buried if it's not explicitly told to you. Yeah, there's the people like like you said earlier. The people just get their Office 365, so they have Exchange Online. And that's that's about as fancy as they get. Maybe they get SharePoint Online too, right? So they have their intranet in the cloud. You know, that's probably as far as they get. But the only thing they really care about is: Do I have Word? Do I have Excel? Do I have PowerPoint? Oh, yeah, great. That's still a triumvirate. You know, an Outlook. Well, you know. It's kind of a given. That, that, that's adorable that you think people read. No, yeah. She's giving people way too much credit. <laughs> this, that's... Yeah, she goes, it's so hard, right, to actually take a moment to read. And that's the thing. People are not... If people have to look for it and take notice, then you've already failed. You, ha- you have to freaking put your balls on someone's chin for them to take notice. And that's really what companies have to do now. Teabag you so you can't avoid it. That's what marketing is now. It's a clam bake or a tea bag, whichever way you want to do it. Whatever, whatever your pipes you got. Clockwork orange. <laughs> Clockwork orange. There you go. <sighs> you know, but that's 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 really it. And then for the then there's the people that might try to like uh, dabble into it, but it's too much friction, right? Because you have to learn. 
or they don't, or they don't set it up right, and then they just give up. You know, and that's, and that's really that it helped us in a nutshell. Exactly, bro. Why doesn't it work? Because you didn't set it up. Can't you do it for me? Seriously, yeah. I tease is the Donna man. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Hand holding, and that's why we'll always have jobs because people are lazy. Never discount laziness. Even even with the software as a service trend, there's still jobs being created. That's the thing that's baffling. You would think it would, all this automation and everything, all this stuff getting taken away off off of IT's plate, you think there'd be less work out there. But there's still more jobs being created. That's the thing that's crazy. You know, all it does is just shift the needle. Something else is going to break. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, like, I, I like what I'm doing. I'm okay with it for now. <clears throat> I'd be loud. I'm sure I'll have to go work at one of the uh, server farms instead of at an in-house location, but like a rack space type deal. Yeah, I'll probably have to get a couple, couple of Dell certifications for their server side stuff. But yeah, that, that that could be a cool job. That's already stuff I know. Going around doing maintenance, yeah. Yeah. The only thing with that is, depending how big the company is, you might have to travel a lot. Like you won't be assigned to just a single server farm, you know. That's fine. Um, a couple of the people I've the couple of the the vendors I've dealt with, they'll do anywhere from northern Jersey to northern Connecticut. So that's a pretty big chunk. But so you get to enjoy the great offerings of the armpit of the U.S. No, that's Detroit. No, Detroit's too too far inland to be an armpit. It'd be more like a, a bald spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, it's a, that spot in the middle of your back that you can't quite scratch. Oh God, yes! Everyone has this spot, I guess. That's a that's a good metaphor. I like it. A plus. If you if you use that, remember you have to pay royalties to to Taylor over here. Twenty bucks. We need to set up like some kind of like uh, scraping script that will like detect that that bit in text and audio form. You know, automated things like oh. Royalties, you owe us, or not, or not. We send a, if they don't pay us royalties, then uh, cease and desist letter goes out. That sounds good. I like it. that's a good. That's a good get rich quick scheme. <laughs> well, work for Pat Riley. He uh, he coined the term three P, and never, never none of his teams ever got a three P. And that's brilliant. That's very good. It's smart. It's like, hey, if I'm gonna be a loser, I might as well make it profitable. Oh shit. She said Twitch won't let her keep her IB loud name. What? Your account got locked out of? Mm, that sucks. Oh, Lord. She just came up with some much more uh, specific bit of imagery. She said Detroit's more like the pimple on the ball sack. Ouch. No. No me gusta. So we're going to pivot for a second. <laughs> the, uh, I, I got the new, the new iPhone 8. You, may, you mentioned that, I think. Out, I'm trying to figure out why... Everyone made such a big deal about wireless charging. Uh, I, I don't understand. It's like a shitty gimmick. It's worse than the Wii motion controls, as far as gimmicks go. Really? That's, yeah. that's quite, a, quite a statement there. Say your phone's charging. Yeah. And you get a text message. What do you do? You pick it up. Yeah. And guess what happens when you pick up your phone? It stops charging. Yeah. Because it needs to be, it needs to be within close proximity. Well, I know the Seven Plus was good enough for less, but my phone broke, so I was left to whatever the AT and T store had at the moment. 
So I got the iPhone 8. Somewhere out there, at some point, someone's going to take all the old phone designs that people made and like bring them back to life at a fraction of the cost of what phones are going for now. And they'll probably make a killing. Bring back the yeah. Razer, bring back the old StarTac, some of the old Nokias, some of the old Qualcomm phones, nice brick phones yeah. where you pull out an antenna. I couldn't do the insurance claim because I was repairing a, uh internal part that had broke. And then the part that I used to replace it broke into the logic board, so I couldn't get it out of the logic board. So, yeah. Damn. I fucked myself with that one. That's fine. Oh, yeah, she just reminded me that they do have the retro Nokia. I'm just saying, someone, just a company that just puts out these old designs, right? And just basically said, fuck you to the, to all these smartphone companies. This phone's indestructible, and it's simple, and it's only costs you $5. Enjoy. I'd say give it about five to ten years. The kid's born in like the mid, mid to late 2010s. They'll be bored of technology by the time they're old enough to consume stuff, so we'll go back to fucking wood carvings and smoke signals. <laughs> yeah. And they'll be I- ironically retro, I guess. No, it won't be ironic, because there'll be nuclear fallout, and that's all that's left. Oh. Well, that'd be a funny joke to someone. <laughs> the one guy that's ha- that has this fallout shelter, and all the supplies forever. He's downloaded all of the iTunes podcast library so that he has something to listen to. Oh, God. But then the joke's on him because then he, like, downloaded mostly Horseplay Live episodes and they were all the quickie episodes. Like, no! I'm stuck with Yogi for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, it's like, that kind of reminds me of, uh... Was it... Was it Twi- yeah, it was Twi- the, one of the classic Twilight Zone where the guy's, like... Super happy at the end of the world because he's got all these books. No one's bothering him. No one's picking on him for being a nerd. And he's just enjoying the time of his life. All the time in the world to consume all the knowledge he ever wanted to pursue. Right? All the fictional works he ever wanted to enjoy, right? And then... Yeah! Oh, God. Which all you have to do is if you're blind and there's no one else around you. Or he had glasses so you could semi-see. Just stumble around until you find your way to... Some type of eye doctor or some type of pharmacy of some variety that would have the little cheat readers. That's true. Just have a couple of those, and then you can go read a book on how to make your own glasses. See? See that? That's terrible foresight for someone so well-learned, you know? (laughs) Not not a very uh, good problem solver, it would seem. Like, I would have a whole shit tone of spirit... Spare glasses along with the other supplies I have, just in case. Oh yeah, if I'm yeah, if I'm as blind as that guy is, I would have a backup pair just in case. Yeah. Oh, oh, she says no. They established in the story that his glasses were that bad. She remembers. See, she was ready. She was ready for you. <laughs> yeah, he had the the big, the thick old glasses that make your eyes look huge. But still, yeah. you know, even though there's plot holes, what a what a great you know, ending, like, all those, like, little, that's what I love about classic Twilight Zone, and those little gut punch endings, like, oh, shit, like, that's fucked up. Uh, Like, Black Mirror. Yeah, Black Black Mirror, Black Mirror's pretty good at capturing that magic, too, yeah. I've also been enjoying, um, Butcher's Block, but that's more like a American Horror Story kind of format. But, uh, 
An- another classic episode, the one where the aliens, you know, come to Earth and they give, you know, humans all these cures to diseases and all this wonderful stuff, right? And what was it? What was the twist? They, uh, the humans found a, a cookbook and it's like the best recipes in the universe. And then someone finally realized after translating it correctly that there was a book on how to cook humans and all the, so all the human beings that were going to their planet to visit, they were eating us. That's right. See, she said it there too. That's right. They were eating us. I'm like, no, you're not going to visit. That's a one way trip. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you, well, what could a intergalactic species have any need for us for? Yeah. I mean, I, you gotta figure. Yeah. Galaxies. I, I, I see what you, I see what you're saying. Or maybe like, you know, they just, their technology is so good. They can synthesize whatever they want. There's no point in conquering anything. They just, they just want to meet people and just chill. Like, yo, come, come hang out in the intergalactic pool with me. I'll let you see my, my, my balls. You know? But that's not how nature works. I know. They would be out there conquering. Who knows? Maybe at some point there'll be some really advanced society that won't be full of douchebaggery. That's not how it works. Even AI conspire to kill everything. Oh, gosh. You're such a pessimist. Killing me, Smalls. <laughs> and don't say you're pragmatic. I don't want to hear that. I was going to say I'm a realist. Okay. It's about the same thing. So there's no different than eat us eating antelope here in the States. I, I gotcha. Or believing whale sperm will cure AIDS. You really treat that uh, about other cultures here on Earth and the stupid shit they do. Like grinding up the bones of albino and selling it as magic does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's some... <laughs> there are some insane things that people latch onto and believe. Oh, man. Superstition does die hard. Look at any Chinese mysticism. Yeah? Say, really? I, I don't think that the bones of a tiger are going to do anything for you. No. Grind them up and smoke them. <laughs> I'm not even going to repeat that. <laughs> oh my god. If only that were true, it would solve so many problems. <laughs> uh. That's pretty good. And I think on that note, I think that's a good stopping point right there. What's the stuff getting sexual? You don't you don't want to and late, yeah. We probably don't want to go down that road. <laughs> Geeky antics after dark. No different than before dark. It can actually get worse and raunchier, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, stranger. Thanks for the chat, and, uh, you know, you still got my number. Text me sometime. We st- we are in Discord, too. You can always come hang out. Yep, see? And she's so mysterious. It's less of a chat room and more like a message board, but yeah. Yeah. We're, we're kicking it old school. It's become forums. Ah! <laughs> she's about to say, no, I don't. Oh, now I do. Oh, yeah, that's a server. This is the handy-dandy ser- server link. And it's for everybody. GeekyAnswer.net forward slash Discord. There you go. There's a command for that too. Oop. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to wrap up the show here. We'll pull all the music in post-production. Just real quick, uh, if you want to reach us, you can reach me at YogiZilla on Twitter. 
You'll use it on Xbox Live. Uh, Taylor, where can people find you? Find me Twitter there at Beard and Hat, and you can find me on Twitch Taylor Seven Monday nights and Thursday nights. Nice. One last question for you: yeah. What's the weather like up in Connecticut? It was seventy degrees. What the fuck? Today it was hot as ball. It was in the high eighties. I'm like, isn't it? Isn't it technically still winter? Technically, yes, but we're just getting a little brief taste of what next month will bring us. What the shit? And right now, I'm okay with it. honestly, right now, right now, I'm 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 about to just go outside and have a couple of cigarettes and nice cool air. For some reason, all the heat from the the middle of the day is just lingering in my house. It's pretty freaking annoying. <laughs> I'm gonna do the same thing. <laughs> see, good call. And folks, we'll see you next week. Hopefully. On the same bad channel, same bad time, what it's supposed to be, which is Thursday at 11. Uh, but, but we'll have to talk offline to see if there's a better time for everybody. Because uh, we keep missing uh, War Child, too. He said Wesley doesn't work, and that's when he does War Ch- Warbound Radio. Make sure you check out his show. And don't forget to listen to uh, uh, BTM Podcast and, of course, the Gaming Death Podcast. Uh, Gaming Death also bought, they have their Twitch channel, uh, Gaming Death. That's all the plugs I got for, for now. Uh, I think I think it's time to go. So let's say bye. Bye. Get out of here.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.